yards. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh my, oh my goodness! Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Welcome into the show, everybody. This is Kyle Chamberlain, your host, here with Hensley's Hangout, where me and my co-host, Pat, break down everything going down in our 10-person fantasy football league. Uh, I'm joined here by Pat Wilson. How are you doing tonight, Pat? Doing great. Just came from a company happy hour, so I've had a few cocktails, so I'm ready to go. Tying one on on a Tuesday. Why yep. not? Me and you uh, drinking some Coors Lights tonight for the first time. The mountains are blue. Yes, indeed. Aren't they always? A <laughs> uh, couple notes off the top here. First and foremost... Uh, prayers up rest in peace to take off from the Migos I just want to say we were going to play uh, Fort Minor or another kind of like Mundus core song as the mm-hmm. outro but I think with this with this uh, dreadful takeoff news I think we're gonna have to switch yeah, it up uh, over a dice game in Houston uh, that's like some Grand Theft Auto San Andreas shit uh, nope that's some offset uh, takeoff Quavo stuff <laughs> but uh, no and honestly rest in peace uh, cheers throw one out for him yep Pour one out for takeoff. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, some upsetting news, and uh, we'll, our outro song will be a nice little tribute to him. A couple other things. Halloween yesterday. Uh, Theo's first Halloween, great times. Had some family fun on Sunday. Uh, yeah, at beekeeper, some uh, beekeeper outfits look great, and uh, Theo also did his first corn maze on Sunday with uh, the Wilson clan. You know, I got to say, this was a corn maze that any infant could have figured out. Yeah. It's, this this was amateur. I hour. think Paul could have found his way through this <laughs> in like two minutes flat. But yeah, maybe they designed it with uh, Steelers fans in mind. Yeah, they wanted to make sure that simple-minded folk could find their way through it. I mean, and they charged us five bucks. They that was fleeced weak. us. That was, yeah, that's very weak. But uh, and also, uh, we have to give some, you know, shout out to Adam, even though his team stinks. He cheered the Ravens onto a victory, so that was pretty cool. Huge, huge W. I don't know. We were were we favored or were they? Uh, so we opened up the week being favored, but the Buccaneers ended up being favored by two going to the game, and we were sitting next to each other the whole night. And why don't you talk, tell our audience how uh, down the dumps I was in the Dude, first half? First half, the the bourbon was flowing. <laughs> I, I, Pat was pouring glass after glass. I mean, it was just like it was a lot of three and outs. It was a lot of bad. Uh, play calls. It was uh, some choking. Remember, they they muffed that punt and the Ravens yeah, couldn't score. Yeah, and they went backwards one on yeah, the five. But hey, you know what the Ravens did? They made a second half adjustment. That was pretty wild. They sure did. And I mean, the second half looked fucking awesome. Uh, I guess just for that, huge applause to Greg Roman and the team. Yep. How about the little Tim Allen for us? <laughs> oh wait, uh, uh, wait, hold on. What was what was a good play that that would be I guess worthy of it? Oh, God. The, the end round of Duvernay. Oh, okay. Okay. Duvernay makes that sweet run. This is what I was doing at Pat's house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how about us scoring all those points in the second half? Lamar, 8 of 8. Uh. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar's whole second half. Uh. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah, he was uh, he was great. But... Uh, we got the win. Um, I'm really excited for Monday night, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Versus the Saints should be another good matchup. I mean, definitely winnable for us, but the Saints are not as bad yeah, as people Yeah, the only thing I'm, be. like, confused or not confused per se, but concerned about is, like, what we do with some of our injuries. We know Bateman's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Right. But uh, we talked about it in the group chat a little bit, but, like, Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews, do you think they'll sit him or do you, like, 
with the bye week next week, like what do you what would you do? I mean, I think after likely came through with some pretty clutch plays, they might sit Andrews, which sad but true. And Drake know. did okay, so they might sit Gus Edwards to get healthy for that second half kick. But like, I don't want to take New Orleans lightly. It's no, a, it's still not. it's still a Monday night game on the yeah. road. Yeah, it's true, and I mean, it's it's sad what hap- what's going on with Gus. But what would be more sad is if he goes J.K. Dobbins mode and needs to have another surgery or yeah. something like that. And they like they didn't like ease him back in like no. they did Dobbins. They just put him like full running and like we can't be out again like with this running back by a shitty committee again with like the Latavius Murrays, the Devontae Freeman, I mean, uh, Mike Davis. Yeah, we're, can, we're, yeah, we're there already. And I, the I trade mean, deadline's over, which is a nice transition to. Yeah, let's get into let's get into the trade talk. This is our a new segment, not necessarily every week, just as the uh, as the opportunity arises. So let's get into trade talk. Trade talk. So today was the uh, the NF actual NFL's trade deadline. According to Adam Schefter, this was a record ten deals done on deadline day. That's the most ever on. The oh trade wow! Deadline I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So how many are attributed to John Ramirez, our uh, beat writer? So, yeah, he was breaking the story from Hooters on, I think, 9 out of 10. The other one was broken by Hunter Stem. It was like Adam Schefter needed to, like, quote his sources. And, like, while John Ramirez was knee-deep in that intern pussy, like, he was just nailing this. Yeah, it's, I mean, he does a really good job. So what, um, so let me ask you this. What, uh, what trade deadline deals were you, like, most surprised about? Or, like, well, like, what's your general feedback? I mean, it was a, quite a few that are at least tangentially relevant to fantasy, but a couple others that are definitely relevant to real-life football. Yep. I mean, I, let's just go down the list we have here. Uh, Roquan Smith to Baltimore, obviously huge for us. I mean, Loved we, can, it. we can roll our eyes at the fact that it's not a wide receiver, but I think it's a incredibly nope. clutch I, I was happy with it, and yeah. uh, I mean, it was kind of like a, a sub-note of it, but basically if they don't re-sign him, which I'm unsure if they Why will or they not. not? Well, yeah, right, because the Ravens aren't don't like to trade the draft capital for like not re-signing a free agent, and I'm not sure if they're going to re-sign Queen, but even if they don't, they get a third round pick, and of course it's a compensatory pick naturally because yeah, we know them. the Ravens love that. Love them, and uh, but so like I think they might have a chance at it, but uh, I love the trade. I think it was a good. Uh, they didn't really give up much because if you think about it, if we lose him, we get a third round pick, and we like basically moved it back from a second round pick to a third round pick, which is the bears are going to be in the front of the third round and a fifth round pick. So it's like, that's nothing. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I honestly didn't even think about it that way. I, I I can't imagine they don't sign him. I think given queen struggles, given how incredibly injury prone our defense has been over the last Mm -hmm. two seasons, it seems it would be totally crazy to trade for this guy and like go to all through all the struggle. And that's a trade you make a middle linebacker when you're ready to win now, which the Ravens are. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, we would have liked the wide receiver, but yeah. I, I'm happy with it. I mean, a middle linebacker, historically important position for the team, makes a lot of sense. So another couple of trades. Uh, I mean, we had some running backs, you know, get traded, but I really want to talk to you about like uh, Calvin Ridley and T.J. Hawkinson. I think mm. they were the two of the more marquee trades, and we can like yeah. kind of dissect the other smaller trades. I, but the T.J. Hawkinson thing, when that broke news, I had no idea Irv Smith was out for eight to ten weeks. So now well, it makes sense. It, it Actually, he was not on IR yet when the trade was announced. Okay. Um, so, I mean... They had inside information. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, the IR move had not been announced yet. But, yeah, that's that's big. I think it's he's going to be an instant fit in uh, I'm Minnesota. just curious, like, Detroit trading interdivisional. And, yeah, uh, it's a, it's I mean, big, like... 
he he he's still on his rookie deal, so I get it. like they must get something back now. But like you know, they still like I mean they got a good decent haul, second and a third, but like mm-hmm. they still gave up two fourths, which are like still like mediocre picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what what uh, the Lions are doing with that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a little confusing, and they don't I don't even know who their next tight end is. But like I mean, Amon Ra, quote unquote, me loving that because that's more targets for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Calvin Ridley. To Jacksonville, they got they got to be loving that trade. Which which side? What do you think? So I mean, at this point, they gave up. I guess actually not a whole lot of picks. I mean, it's a conditional fifth that could become a second rounder if they. Yeah, there's a lot him. of conditions that it's need a to be weird. Met. It's a weird. Let's one, just leave it leave it at a third. That, yeah, that's where it's. So okay, for a third round pick, if he is coming back as a star then obviously incredible for Jacksonville but at the same time it's like the guy hasn't played football in almost two years by the time he comes back right and before he left but he was out for what like three four weeks with like personal issues yeah uh, there was a lot of weird like shit. I remember reading that like he was depressed or something like that yeah it's like, and like the mental not, health issue across sports is like a very sensitive subject right now so like there is like that uncertainty on what his production on the field is going to be like once yeah. he does return like same thing with Deshaun Watson now two years everybody thinks he's going to be like the normal Deshaun Watson but my thing is is like you know, Falcons are like a sneaky, like good team right now in a shit division. Yeah. Like Tom Brady's going to be like, you know, on his way out soon. Mm-hmm. New Orleans don't have a quarterback. Carolina is a dumpster fire. Like, why don't yeah. you keep Calvin Ridley for your next quarterback up? Whether it's Desmond Ritter, a guy they well, draft with Kyle makes, Pitts and Drake London. This makes me think that there's more to it with Ridley, that mm-hmm. they don't want him. They just want to wash their hands from it. Or maybe he's sour on the team, and that's why he was holding and out. And Jacksonville before. doesn't need him right now. Like they, another shit division is going to be the AFC South. Like yeah. Colts have no idea what's going on with quarterback. Tennessee's on a transition phase, yeah. but and Houston's a dumpster fire. So yeah, it's, think, it, it, it was a good move for both sides, but a little puzzling. Yeah, at, I think at the, the Falcons. Day, I think there's more to it from the Falcons side. Yeah, uh, a couple, I guess you know, smaller trades, smaller trades to chat about. Jeff Wilson to Miami after Miami shipped out Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. I mean, you know, these are RB fives. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> more uh, the NFL real news was like Bradley Chubb, which they gave up, yeah. and like the haul that Miami traded in with like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. That Eric, Eric DaCosta and uh, Ozzie Newsom had to be scissoring themselves. Like that, that that's what the Ravens that they could have done. I mean, Bradley Chubb, who wouldn't want him on their team? No, he's great. Yeah, and so he's young. And I, I guess last but not least. Chase Claypool to Chicago. Fucking hate Chase Claypool. Uh, the he t- is the Captain TikTok, Cocksucker. The TikTok community in Chicago is loving this trade. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Who's going to make TikToks in Pittsburgh anymore with Juju? And <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's painful. Um, <laughs> Boo this man! <laughs> yeah. You know what? And it's like I've been talking to Paul recently about Chase Claypool, and you know, one of the things we do agree upon is like Chase Claypool does actually suck, and is like. Kind of a cocksucker. Well, he's definitely a cocksucker. Uh, I mean, I the the truth is he's at worst the wide receiver two for the Bears right now. Yeah, and I mean, like that was a good trade for the Steelers, in my oh. opinion. Like, I, mean, I, 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 I hate him like less because he plays for this. He doesn't play for the Steelers anymore. Yeah. But you know, he was a second round pick, and right. they're basically the return on investment is like, hey. We got all we're going to get out of him. We're not going to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get the, the the fact they got a second round pick for him is pretty good business. Yes. And the Bears, they need him. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's a good one for both sides. A lot of heckling uh, in the group chat, but uh, I think ultimately a, a good move all around. Yep. So that wraps up our trade talk. Now what? 
Uh, let's get into uh, the week eight review. Got a new uh, segment drop for this one too. Last week, today. So uh, to start, just review the picks a little bit. I went three and two. Um, I picked myself to win uh, the McCracken with a blowout, and uh, I made that last minute switch uh, to Mondes. And Mondes didn't. Mondes. And we we laughed about it and joked about it, and like. Wow, and and just by four points too. So, and we said it was going to be close. I'm not going to lie, this was not the W I thought he was going to get. <laughs> Jamar Chase was not uh, injured. I love I how Paul was like, "Do you want to withdraw your pick?" I'm like, "It's a little too late for that now." So, like, I'll fist bump the business ethics party. There we go. But uh, you know, I got the W this week. Pat's going to be drinking uh, some dog shit vodka. That dog shit vodka is almost done now. Yeah, we we bought the tiny little bottle. Little did we know, Pat was going to be drinking a lot of it and sn- sneakily enjoying it. So, cheers. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I do not want to do that anymore. <clears throat> Probably hits a little different after a couple uh, happy hour cocktails, too. Yeah, I had some Sagamore, had some Bud Lights. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of different stuff going on in this stomach right now. Yikes. But uh, let's start off with your matchup because uh, pretty pretty interesting matchup. That I'm not going to lie. So last week we were saying if I don't win this one, I'm fucked. And halfway through the day on Sunday, I thought I was fucked. And we I mean, were sitting together. Until DJ Moore caught that Hail Mary to win, or to not win, but to, uh, I guess, almost Go to overtime. win the game. Yeah, take it to overtime. We have to talk about that. Oh, and God. we have to, like, you know, what's another transition you came up with us today? Uh, I guess as it relates to, uh, to this one, I'm going to give it... Yeah, DJ Moore taking his helmet off after a Hail Mary throw, which tied the game up, <laughs> and all they had to do was kick the extra point with 12 seconds left to win. Course backs him up 15 yards. They miss it, then lose in overtime. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will say, though, it's nice to have DJ Moore back as a actual startable fantasy player. Mm-hmm. It's a couple weeks in a row. I'm glad that this 27-point uh, performance happened on my roster and not on my bench. Yeah, that is always going to be a, a nice transition. So, you, how about the fact that PJ Walker's the guy who's giving Carolina their best chance to win? Shows how bad Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield suck. <sighs> Yikes. Uh, shouts out Prudence for grabbing PJ off the waiver wire. And uh, also has Matt Corral on the taxi squad oh, slash wow. IR. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, never, he's, really, uh, he's really buying into the Panthers right now. Yeah, uh, the Jets and the Panthers, the two teams that uh, Prudence is maybe a little too deep in. Hey, it's like stocks. They go up and down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good to see uh, DJ Moore. We both said he's uh, back. Um, mm-hmm. We do think he's the number one guy. Um, he just needs to have some consistent quarterback play. Can we talk about Tony Pollard for a second? Uh, second game mm-hmm. without <laughs> Zeke. Uh, second game going totally nuclear without Zeke. I think, uh, I think Zeke's going on uh, unemployment list soon. I mean, I fucking wish. I don't. I mean, I, every time, every time Tony Pollard has a good game, Jerry Jones is in the uh, the press conference afterwards saying, "I paid Zeke so ninety million dollars and he's our starter." Yep. So that's <laughs> but that's always the problem. There's two things with that. One, uh, when running backs get that second contract, they're like, "What's going to be the drop off?" Because you know they only have like those miles, just like a car. Right. And the other conversation they had was with Tony Pollard is that, you know, is he only that good because he gets those third down carries or is he taking those carries when late in the game, when Zeke's taking all the, like, between the tackles runs? Yeah, and, I mean, they were playing the Bears. It was, like, dream matchup for a They scored 49 points. Yes, dream matchup for a Tony Pollard game. But, I mean, it's just, like, the, the guy does have tread on his tires. No, like, I think he's good, but, like, I don't know if he'll be the guy once Zeke leaves or if he goes to another team. And but like he has shown that he does 
he can handle that workload. Yeah, I th- I mean, it's a, it's a sad situation. I'm glad for Tony Pollard purposes we are in a dynasty league instead of redraft. He's impossible for redraft, right. but it's and, like and whatever team he'll go to if he does like not re-sign with the Cowboys, I think he'll be productive. I think so too. But can I gross your ass about not starting Kyle oh, Pitts? For fuck's sake. It's, you can't you can't <laughs> win with this guy. If you look at it's uh if you look at him He's the bane of your existence. Right he's now. Medusa. If I look at him he turns to st- I turn to stone. Yep. Uh I can't play him. Um if I play him, he gets three points. If I don't play him, he gets uh, 19. 19 points. I think this is twice this season that I've missed out on the big game. You know what? Fuck him. Uh, Hay- <laughs> Hayden Hurst is doing okay. Is he okay. on the training block? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. But uh, Hurst was, has been serviceable. He's getting it done. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do there. But uh, should we have our uh, funeral for Adam now? So, <laughs> you know, Adam said in the group chat, he has to score 200 points to win, and that is uh, basically true. He is getting absolutely body-bagged. Uh, uh, and in graphic terms, butt-fucked. Yeah. Like, I, he has literally got the most points scored against him. And, and it's not close. He's out, like, no, he's there's nobody else over 1,000. He's 100 points ahead and he, of the but next But he's also got the least scored points. So, like, when he loses, he gets, like, absolutely, like, shit. Like, it's terrible. Well, I thought he was going to beat me this week, so thank goodness we, I squeaked yeah. that one up. Do you think I, like, was a mush when I texted everybody and said, like, hey, we have an upset alert? Yes, I did think that. Yeah. Uh, thank so. God. You're, so you're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, uh, like, I mean, I'm glad Kyler Murray and uh, Dalvin Cook kind of, like, had their, Dak, like, Dak not, too. like, normal outputs because 25 points is not a normal, but, like, they had, like, their potential, and uh, it was nice for him. I mean, that could totally be normal for Kyler and Dak. It's like they have been really Kyler, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Lamar yeah. Jackson are those people that should be going over 20 points a game just because of their rushing abilities. Well, I guess we'll see what, what develops for Nate. I think probably Dak and Kyler are going to continue being super valuable for them. Moving uh, forward. And the side note about like even because this is a dynasty league, we have to talk about Isaiah Likely. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird situation because Mark Andrews is so clearly the dude. But with the wide receiver room as thin as it is, it's like they can both be valuable. I yes, think. and like he performed exactly how they feel like oh, when looked, Mark Andrews out. So good, and like remains to be seen about his blocking abilities. But like that could be a sneaky dynasty pick for Isaiah Likely going forward. Oh. Like they're going to be running a lot more two tight end sets, I think, going forward. Of course, I mean if he puts on fifteen pounds in the off season or something and comes back looking a little more like a tight end, mm-hmm. I think it could definitely happen. Yep. So moving on, let's talk about Donnie versus Dan Erdman. So this was a little bit of a squeaker. I uh, I mean, Dan Erdman, it comes down to Monday night, what, for the fourth straight time? Oh, my God. Tyler's hair has to be either out or gray. No offense, Adam. But he needs another cardiologist after a Monday night football game. Me and Tyler talk pretty frequently, and uh, we were leading up to it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. On Sunday night, we were watch- I was watching, and I'm like, oh, Romeo Dobbs catches mm-hmm. this deep ball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need 17 and a half points from Nick Chubb against the Bengals on Monday night football to win. Which, and like, you could do a lot worse than Nick Chubb. I, I understand that, but, like, getting 17 and a half points is definitely tough. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's going to need to score two touchdowns to squeak this out. Sure enough, he did. Yep. And, yep. I, I, and Tyler and I, like I said – uh, we were talking about our matchup during the week because, like, he was first, I was second. And I'm like, dude, Derrick Henry's projected 18. I'm like, he's going to double that. Because can we talk about these Tennessee Titans stats against the fucking Texans? I mean, if there's any team you're going to put them up against. It's like it's like uh, Cowboys-Bears, you know. It's just a shitty team that they're going up against dude, and just running all over them. I saw a stat his last four games. I think it's, like, close to 900 yards <laughs> against the Texans. 
Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, and they said if the, he played the Texans every week for for seventeen weeks, he'd average three hundred, like over three thousand yards a season. Yeah, I mean, they should probably reorganize the schedule. Yeah, it's it's insane. And uh, of course, Jalen Hurts torched the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Steelers look pretty bad. A lot of a lot of big performances in general. I mean, a lot of over from both players. our teams. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won by nine, but I scored one hundred sixty five points, mm-hmm. and Tyler scored one hundred fifty six. Like, it's tough. Like he he's the number one team, and I told him like, no matter who loses, like we're gonna be in the playoffs. So like, a loss doesn't hurt you. I think it's worth pointing out here about that one hundred and fifty six points that Tyler scored. He could have was one hundred fifty seven. One hundred and fifty seven points. <laughs> like he and this is I think. And, and you know what it, you know what the difference was if he started Taylor Heineke instead of Kirk Cousins. Oh dear God! <laughs> I, I mean, saw that too, and I was like, Oh my God! Tyler's a great manager. He's getting it done. Yeah, but uh, got to kick it to my team. I'm so glad we kicked off that losing streak. I was getting a little worried there. Mm. Um, we had two bad weeks, um, but uh, you know who's really nice? Hopkins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, he's on steroids. He's on steroids. Great. Yeah, cool. Love it. Yeah, Take cor- more. <laughs> cork the bats, baby. And you know, like we just talked about it, but Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. oh my God. He doesn't do much in PPR, but he still gets you 100 yards a game, multiple touchdowns. Like, so I wonder, like, this is, what, three years of, like, Nick Chubb dominance? And they keep saying he's going to regress, and well, he hasn't. That's, that's, what I'm, that's my question for you, is do you think that is on the horizon? No, because no. especially – and. Well, Kareem Hunting gets shipped out, so he's still he's still there. That's true. But Nick Chubb, he's only twenty six, and like they just utilize a run so much. And I'm kind of I'm actually kind of concerned when Deshaun Watson gets back, like how much they're going to run because of Deshaun Watson's passing ability and running ability. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll say I picked up David Bell when somebody dropped him just for stashing on the on the bench purposes. I mean, he looks pretty good. When he, obviously, he's underutilized mm-hmm. on that team, but like, just wondering, like, is the pass attack and, really? Gonna and everybody pick up? on our podcast right now is like, "Who the hell is David Bell?" But oh, I'll yeah, double sorry. down on that. Rookie, but guess but, what? I actually looked at Donovan People Jones on um, Brandon's team. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. somebody looking at. Uh, by the way, uh, just to like torch me a little bit because speaking of Jets with Prudence, um, Zach Wilson, Tyler Conklin, 19 and 25 points respectively. Uh, I've I've just made the conclusion that the Jets' passing offense only does well when they lose. Well, I was going to say Tyler Conklin's another one of those guys where, like, if you look too long, he sucks. Like, yes. if, you, if you start him, it's not going to happen. Uh, he always had good performances, and like the day, like I was never going to start him over T.J. Hawkinson or Darren Waller. Especially like with that matchup against Arizona, it's like there's going to be a lot of passes thrown. So the craziest thing about the Jets is like they lost twenty-two to seventeen, and all the games they won previously, they ran the ball for over 200 yards. But when Zach Wilson is being Zach Wilson, he scores great in fantasy, but terribly for NFL quarterbacks. So Crazy. it's like it's such a Jets thing. But like Garrett Wilson went off, um, so it's just a, it's such a Jets team. Like that's why you, that's the protocols you get with Jets. I mean, at least they're fun to watch this season. They are. So what's our uh, the funnest matchup we have to talk about? So uh, Mundus versus Bokeland. The I this is. Honestly, I wouldn't have called this as a toilet bowl, but we said it. We said it was going to be close, but we yes. didn't think it was going to be under a hundred close. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mundus came through with the guitar. He was playing the the sweet melodies. Uh, Texas troubadour Ryan Mundus couldn't quite crack a hundred points, but he could beat Team Bokeland. I think Bokeland, if he 
you know, when he loses a season, we have to make him pick a mascot for his team. And I think God Barf is one of them. And that's that's a really good idea. And I agree. <laughs> Boakland needs to get his head in the game and pick a mascot. I mean, we all love ourselves, but like you got to move off your team name and like picks pick some mascot. We we graduated with how many people? Three hundred. You can pick one idiot. Plus, uh, definitely plenty of goofballs in the grade above and below. We've talked about a million of them in our group mm-hmm. message. Just pick one and end the story around with it. But what a wild game. I just think that it's funny that, like, Boakland did not get the product uh, production out of, uh, you know, Cooper Cup that might be nursing an injury now. Yeah. I mean, so I'm looking at his lineup right now. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, all questionable. Rams That's are getting tough. beat up. Mike Williams is out for a couple more weeks probably. He, hopefully Keenan Allen comes back, but we'll see. But we'll see. But uh, Bamundis. Devontae Adams, he's still one with 1.2 out of Devontae Adams. Dude, what the what the heck is that? What in the fuck? What are they doing? <laughs> what is going on with the Raiders? And I think you're going to want to put the, the, the Tim Allen after this one. The Raiders didn't cross midfield till 3 minutes and 15 seconds in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? Uh? <laughs> Dude, they, you know who did it? It wasn't even Derek Carr. It was Jared Stidham. Dude, what? I mean, honestly, I have not watched a single second of Raiders. I was following this season, on Red Zone, and I mean, Alvin Kamara went off, and we'll talk about that yeah. with Josh's team. Like twenty-four to nothing, the Raiders are. I think this is a Josh McDaniels thing. Mm-hmm. They have the talent. I think you it's a coaching think. thing. You would think. Yeah, I mean that the defense is bad. Uh, Carr's not performing. I mean, Waller didn't play, but uh, also, I have to give Mundus's credit. Uh, Khalil Herbert. Kind of showing some looks. I'm saying, I got to say, he's worth a third round pick. No. Well, guess what Paul paid for him? Yeah. The first round. <laughs> uh, yeah, Khalil Herbert, definitely looking pretty good. I on think, the bench. Uh, but I was talking to Paul about this recently, and I like, I think Paul's going to go through some dog days, but he has Deshaun Watson on IR. Mm-hmm. He comes off suspension, and we talked about last week with his running backs, like now getting new life. I don't know. And now that Chase Clay pulls off the Steelers, he has George Pickens. Who's hmm. Kenny Pickett's favorite target? I think there's going to be some like, I there's going to be some light. I, I don't know. I, I stand, think I stand by what I said last week. This is a sneaky strong lineup. It's kind of just laying dormant right now. I think it's gonna it's gonna pop. Yeah, it's a coaching thing, but we'll circle back to that. <laughs> so uh, I guess let's get into McCracken versus Prudence. Holy fucking uh, shit! I mean, top scorer for the year, 197 points for the McCracken. And honestly, I, I think it's I, I should have mentioned this up top. But it was really nice to see just high scores in general. Yes. Like, this was one there of the was first a weeks where we've had more than one team with, like, 150-plus. Yeah, you know? like, you were at one point projected 170-something. I mean, you still ended with a – what would you end up with? 156. Yeah, um, a, a 156. Tyler lost with a 156. 165 on my end. Prudence lost with a 141. Yeah, we got – It's not – and, and uh, what did uh, what did Nate McGrail finish with, like, 138? 130. Yeah, like – that's that's what we need to see, like these big matchups. And the NFL has been down this well, year with scoring. That's, so that's what I was gonna say. Just the NFL's down in scoring overall. So I mean, it would be great if we could turn it up. And uh, it's just it's just more fun when there's more. And points. Josh scored that 195, or sorry, 197 points without Kelsey. Dude. So let's, and Deontay let's, Foreman. Oh my god. Well, let let's go through it. So <laughs> let, we can start with Deontay Foreman. Uh, turns out the Panthers are just unlocked once they get rid of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so yeah, and Matt Rule. Yeah. Oh well. Right. Devontae Foreman. Uh, totally blew up. Alvin Kamara, what, 
three touchdowns. 42.8 points. Uh, Jalen Waddle, two touchdowns. And we were, and Tua. Two great, great performance. And you Tua. predicted it going into it. You're like, hey, Dolphins are going to feast on that Lions team. Mm-hmm. And they did. I mean, I had Tyreek on my on my team, but Waddle and Tua on Josh's totally, totally eat. But uh, And another person was a sneaky start going into London. He started Jerry Judy, had a sneaky good performance. I mean, the starting only, anyone in a London game is ballsy. Yes. But 18 but, points hey, out of London hey, is nice. I started somebody, Travis Etienne. We didn't talk oh, about yeah, him. Right. We didn't. Good return on investment, finally. Now they shipped James Robinson out, but Indeed. we're moving on from me because we love. <laughs> we know I love talking about myself. But um, here's a really fun question for you. You ready to buy back into the Broncos? Are we riding? No. <laughs> Absolutely Dude, not. Dude, is Russell Wilson the most cringe player in the NFL right now? Yeah, he stinks. He's uh, so fucking weird. He stinks, <laughs> he stinks at football, um, and he's freaking cringe on online as well. Yes, he is. And then he still says Broncos country, let's ride, no matter what the fucking day is. Ugh, I mean, whatever. I, I, I think Josh has uh, the right asset in Jerry Judy, though. I think Jerry um, Judy's nice. I, I wish the Ravens would have like kind of deeped into that, but apparently he's immature. We talked about this. Yeah, I mean, it, anything would be better than nothing for the Ravens right now. But How about Prudence? 141 and losing. Dude, that's that's really tough. I mean, he, Christian McCaffrey, first player since Eddie Barron's to uh, rush pass and throw a touchdown in the same game um yeah he's like the one-man band so him and aj brown got almost 40 points and he still couldn't get the w i mean Cortland sutton two points i i feel like he is just kind of like never been a Cortland sutton guy he's yeah pretty one-dimensional i mean i i don't know he can't by the way he can't block and the broncos like to run the ball and Mm. that's a big deal but i've never been a big Cortland sutton guy but uh the bigger thing with prudence is we were just talking about Adam getting like butt fucked mm-hmm. by teams and not scoring a lot of points. Prudence is like a sneaky. I'm pretty sure he's four and three now. Mm-hmm. No, five and three. He's five and three. Okay, but like McCracken's four and four, and like just outscoring him. So that sixth spot is going to come down to like McCracken, Prudence, Heflin, uh, um, Mundus, Joe Dennis, Mundus perhaps. Exactly. Like there's like. That sixth spot is up for grabs. So I think that this is a big week for Josh in that he got such a huge, such a points. huge margin yep. of victory. So like, really if, separating so himself. Josh's record might not reflect it, but his points right. are going to like be like that deciding factor. Exactly. I I think that this game will be a, probably a tiebreaker for him. And like, on. I think it's easy to say that like, uh, you, myself, Tyler, uh, Boakland, we're going to be like in the playoffs, but like the McCracken, Prudence. Um, they're going to be fighting for those fifth, six spots. And like we said, uh, Joe Dennis is in tank mode, but still somehow keeping it in it, which is a nice segue. I, I guess let's, let's just get into that one. Last, last matchup of the week, the Heflins versus uh, Joe Dennis. Uh, can we talk about the Jim Morrison look with Joe Dennis? So first of all, <laughs> I, I, I think that this is kind of like the Mundus situation. Mundus rolls out the new vibe with the, the troubled troubadour. Uh, Dennis rolls out the, um, the the Jim Morrison psychedelic Dennis vibes. <laughs> and he and said he's racking in the ladies. And he racked in the ladies this week. With that's, the what I, that's what I'm saying. These guys, <laughs> they roll out the new looks Who in real life. Who do you think brings in more content in our group message? Joe Dennis or Mundus? Oh, Mundus by a mile. <laughs> Though I will say, uh, the entire uh, grill utensils saga and the gym shorts... That I think made up for a. That, you know, it's a fire Facebook status when there's like 56 comments. That's that's worth a lot of gym <laughs> selfies. That entire saga. Exactly, but let's get into actual football. Like, um, so he actually started Zeke. And I'm I looked at Sean's. Lie. I looked at. Hold on, timeout. I looked at Sean's lineup. 
He didn't even have another running back to start, and he still beat the Heflin Syndicate. I was going to, I mean, I, I thought I know he was what you doubtful were gonna, I knew you were going to send a text out. But I saw he was doubtful. I was like, he's probably not going to play. But, yeah, I looked at the bench and was like, what the fuck is he going to do? Um, yeah, I don't know. Could have started somebody off the waiver wire. But whatever, he got the W over the Heflin's, like, uh, whether he, or not he wanted it. And he, like, and that's where the point where it's like, is he trying to tank? Or is he, like, this is what I got, like, I'd rather go with a hobbled Ezekiel over Kenyon Drake, who actually scored 16 and a half points. And also, like, DK Metcalf was supposed to be out for multiple weeks and had a really good game, too. Yeah, that's weird to me. I, I, I'm, I haven't followed it super closely, like, what's going on with the injury. But, like, I hope that that doesn't come back to bite him later in the same way that it has for some of the Ravens players. Yeah, and his Kenneth Walker Dude. is, like, starting to pay off. Like, in the beginning, everybody was like, okay – um, Brees Hall, runaway favorite. Chris Olave, maybe. But Kenneth Walker is looking very good. Yeah. And the Seattle Seahawks in general are just like doing something weird over there. And I feel like he's got, like, he's playing really well right now. And I don't know what's going to happen with Pete Carroll, but I feel like he's really some Pete Carroll is definitely solidifying himself as the head coach with, like, the fact he can do it with Geno Smith. They just traded Russ, and everybody's starting to have the conversation was Russ a problem? Right. I mean, they still I, got, they got great wide receivers, a decent tight end. They got, Awesome draft picks. They drafted well in the offense right. line and the defense. Like right. it's kind of weird what's going. Like I said, going on in Seattle. Yeah, I think Kenneth has got a, a, a solid roster spot for at least a couple of years off of that. Rondale Moore with a sneaky start. That's not. I mean, the, just the Cardinals' offense. Like they have that potential to go off, but they've just been so like suspect like this whole year. Um, but I really want to open up this conversation about like what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the Colts are a total shit show. They fired their offensive coordinator yesterday. Scapegoat. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, but I mean, it's like, what? What are they? That shows that they really are just desperate. So, like, I don't like going into fantasy football years and like, uh, and like outside of our league because we have our roster set, but like normal fantasy football where it's like Jonathan Taylor, One first overall pick, yeah, and it's like I never trust him because last year it was Christian McCaffrey. He was hurt last year, right? And I was, and we said this like over the weeks, and I've said it publicly is like. Jonathan Taylor is not somebody I'm ready to buy into yet. Like, he had an amazing season. I think he's definitely talented. I think he's the guy. But, like, with a bad coach, bad offensive line, bad quarterback, you got to have some questions raised, right? I mean, obviously. It's a, it's a total shit show. It's too bad. I mean, because, yeah, he is such a talented guy, and he can really light it up. But it's obviously not, not going to be this season. Yeah, the one thing that Brendan can look on, and he's probably like jerking off to right now, is that Justin Fields is being utilized properly. Totally. I mean, and I, I don't know if this is Fields' talent or if it's the coaching trying to figure it out or what. I think it's both. Yeah. Because, like, I think Justin Fields is talented. I've never bought into him being an NFL quarterback. Yeah. But just like Lamar Jackson, you got to cater your offense to what right. his strengths are. Right. Because now what the Bears are doing, and I don't know how much you've watched or looked at the scoreline or, like, listen to like the waiver wire beat writers is that they're having design runs for him mm-hmm. and now he's like having 10 carries for like 60 yards and like yeah they lost to the cowboys cool it was on the road cowboys are good bears defense kind of blows a little bit but you know they're getting production out of him and they they he just needs some weapons and an offensive line. Well, he's got one weapon coming in at least. It's yeah. probably not the one that they wanted, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, Chase Claypool is definitely an upgrade. For he's better than Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Nikhil Harry can suck my ass. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. I mean, whatever. And uh, Derek Carr, like we said. Oof. Yeah, that's his QB1. I mean, you've got it. 
you've got to believe the better days are ahead. Derek Carr is not that bad. Hey, I think that it was coaching. I mean, like, yep. let's let's just hope that they. Can I think Derek Carr good. and Russell Wilson are the same scenarios. Like, they are talented quarterbacks in their uh, early thirties. They just have coaching issues. And I mean, I guess like the last couple of weeks, the game plan has been Josh Jacobs, and mm-hmm. this week, Josh Jacobs couldn't get it done. Nope. So, I mean, they, they shut that down, and then, I mean, Carr just could not pull shit together. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they just got to wash it off. It's a tough division, and they're going to have some division matchups coming up. Let's see if they, with Waller getting healthy and everything. So, uh, we're going to take a break now. Um, I think we're going to try to call in with Josh. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to make it, uh, but going to try to call in with Josh. All right, so Josh is out doing some eyes wide shut style partying with uh, billionaires <laughs> in New York City, so uh, he's unavailable. Typical Josh. Behavior. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna call in Paul Seitz, who not exactly a, a, a top team this week, but um, got interesting stuff going on, and he's obviously our Steelers insider. Hello, Paul, you there? What's up, fellas? <laughs> Thanks for making that uh, that last-minute call-in. I heard you're uh, smoking on some Chiba over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that could be said, but I'll be all right. When the Steelers are 2-6, and six, like, that's how you comatose it. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to drown out my sorrows. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for calling in on a, on a short notice. You know, we got a couple of things we wanted to talk to. Obviously, Steelers... Um, was was hoping to get a little bit of a state of the union as it relates to uh, the bandwagon Phillies fans, and then of course we got to get into what's going on with Mundus's last rep. I got I got to say, um, Dude, ar- you, around the studio, you got to Kyle. You might as well thank Paul or Paul thank you for yeah, that pick. <laughs> you 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 squeaked this one out, which which saved me a shot of Malort this week. But you know uh, you're a favorite around the studio just in terms of what's going on on your bench, uh, the way that the the trades are bouncing for you. Uh, look, looks like you might have a, a much stronger team second half of the season. What do you think? So, first of all, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to be back. Always a pleasure. Um, I think when you look at this particular matchup, it's the, uh, the tail tail of two quarterbacks. We've mm. said it before in this league <laughs> that you got to get production out of your out of your quarterback position, and both of my quarterbacks overperformed while both of Brennan's underperformed, and ultimately, I think that was I think that was kind of the story here. You gotta love those Samaje reps, you know. Yeah, you love you love to see Samaje get the. And you love Marcus Mariota in yeah. season eighty five. Better going to bed at halftime. I felt a lot better going to bed at halftime with Samaje P Ryan racking up like seven or eight carries. Yeah, you got you gotta love that. You gotta we gotta talk about Paul, you and I's uh, conversation on uh, Sunday, or I guess it was yesterday about uh, Najee Harris, and I texted you and I said. Hey, I'm seeing some clips. I'm seeing some Trent Richardson vibes, and I basically called your mother a whore the way you reacted like that. Yeah, I mean, you definitely there's definitely some nits to be picked with with Najee. Um, he's you know, he's putting some he's putting some questionable tape out there. Um, I just thought the Trent Richardson comp was completely and utterly <laughs> out of line and downright disrespectful. I I wanted to get the reaction out of you that I like I had hoped, and you did not, you know, disappoint. But uh, kind of transition. Dad, you've known me for a long time. You know how to push my buttons. Yep, I love you. You're one of my best friends, so I love to poke. <laughs> the, I love to poke the bear. But like, like Kyle kind of led into it with the state of the union with the Steelers. 
Uh, you guys are two and six. Um, and not going to lie, it's fun to watch as a Ravens fan because uh, your quarterback situation is uncertain. You Offensive line sucks. It's the the over under is three interceptions a game. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the elephant in the room is is Kenny Pickett the guy, and how do you fix the Steelers' problems? And we text a little bit about this, but we're gonna open up to the audience to hear what you have to say. I mean, it, you know, it's it's kind of similar to, and you saw a move in that direction today. It's kind of similar with the with the Chase Claypool deal. It's kind of similar to what the Bears are doing. You gotta. You got to strip it down. Right. Um, you got to get. You got to build draft equity, and you got to hit on some picks because there's just it's far from just the quarterback position. On but team. I don't. But like, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't think the Steelers are missing on picks. I just don't think they're drafting or investing in the right positions. Like, I don't think Kenny Pickett's necessarily not the guy, but I think yeah. the offensive line and um, offensive coordinator, which I'll kick it to you for Tomlin in Canada. But that's just where I've seen the issues with the Steelers. I think I think my uh, I think my feelings about Matt Canada and the high school offense he's running are, are pretty well documented. We don't <laughs> really need to waste our time and go back there. What in um, the fuck? Tomlin, I'm, I'm, I go back and forth on Tomlin. I'm thinking maybe his voice is his voice has kind of lost its ring in that locker room. Mm. Um, I mean, he's certainly a great coach, but I just at some point I think he might need to start fresh because. Kenny Pickett doesn't really have much of a chance right now between the between the terrible offensive line and the and the very questionable uh, play calling and game planning. So the one and thing, if I... use, and if we don't use the first, if we don't use our own first and the second that we just got from the Bears on offensive linemen, the Rooney should sell the team. No, I agree, That's and uh, I think Kyle, like, he's looking at me like he's he's fiending at the bits because he's a Ravens fan too, and he had a question for you about the Steelers. Uh, did I? Oh, I guess not. But uh, my question, my question to you, Paul, too, is that you know Mike Tomlin. We talked about this earlier. Hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. We talk about this with Harbaugh all the time. Mm-hmm. How long do you hold on to that 2008 or 2009 Super Bowl? They went to one in 2010. They lost to the Packers, but it's like I don't necessarily disagree with the direction of the Ravens and the Steelers. But it's like when do you like? Need to clean like clean house and be like, hey, this this is a time for a fresh start. I think this is the, I think right now is the perfect or after the season. I think it's the perfect time. Yeah, I think if we're having that that discussion on the Ravens this season, it's like we're way overdue. Ahead with the, but with like, the Steelers, yeah. here's the thing about Tomlin though. Like, I mean, just playing devil's advocate. Not that I'm advocating for him or anything, but like, he has had a winning record or never been below 500 in his career. Oh yeah. First yeah, first year that he is, you're gonna fire him. Yeah. Yeah, if, that's true. Yeah, but. But see, to me, it's not. It to me, the the record this year has nothing to do with it. I think. I, mean, I think the team is. I do think the team Tomlin is spoiled for though. Like half a decade now. What's that? I do think the team is spoiled. Like I think you're right and validating your concerns. Like because we talk about the same shit with Harbaugh. Is that like, you know, they're he's doing enough to keep his job, and Lamar Jackson saved his job like four years ago. But it's like, you know. As a Ravens fan, Kyle, how do you hold on to like the Ravens' success and like what do you but like what do you want to do because they fire Harbaugh, like it's the same thing with like getting rid of Lamar. Like there's a lot of uncertainty and like a lot of teams would fire their head coach to hire John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin. So I'll say this: what I feel like the complaint with the Ravens is that the strategy has gotten stale, and what yes. they're doing with the Steelers 
is something a little different, right? They're tearing it down to the studs and trying to rebuild. So, like, if anything, that that's what's different here. You have to, you could at least give them the time to see this through. Okay, they have this rebuild strategy. What's going to happen? But I mean, it might take five years or more. I so I mean, yeah, it's a, it, you have to give them a lot of. And I'll kick it to Paul on this, but. I'm, like we said, I don't know if Kenny Pickett is the guy or not, but I don't think you can truly tell if he is or not until you. Yeah, I don't think you can line. tell. I don't think you can tell at all. Like no, there's, no. I mean, he makes too, great plays and he too, makes dumb plays. He's too small sample size. I think he gives you the ability with the rushing, but like, um, so like Paul, what's your five year plan for the Steelers? I mean, the, to to go back to the Kenny Pickett part, they're making him make a lot of tough throws. Right. A lot of back shoulders down the sidelines. A lot of fade. A lot of fade routes. Um, we're not. I think you know we should probably be uh, trying to get him outside the pocket, let him use his legs, uh, run some stuff over the middle of the field, utilize the tight end a little better. But I mean, I, Matt Canada, call me if you need some advice. So, uh, so, I, so I, one I thing I wanted, to, well, but the one I thing I did want to talk to you about was uh, Chase Claypool. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy to. I'm happy we got a second round pick for him, and a second round pick is probably going to be pretty close to the top of the second round. I mean, it's it's like I mean, we had Marquise Brown on the team for a couple of years, traded him for a first rounder. Got uh, Tyler Linderbaum, who's Claypool. one of the best rated but, centers, and that's what they should be doing with that second round pick. Same deal, though. You know, Claypool was a second rounder. They mm-hmm. got a couple of solid years of you know okay production, and, and they traded him for a second rounder. Second round, so I mean, yeah. could be a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, so you, you know you flip that second round pick that was in the twenties into one that's going to be in the top ten. So right, totally. All things all things considered, it's it, it's it's a good deal so for both sides. Yeah, uh, I guess moving into the into the fake football realm, um, we've been thinking about you know which way the ball might be bouncing for Mundus in the second half of the season. I mean, Mariota, he's putting points on the board. Herbert. A little slow, but he could turn it around. Sean Watson going to be coming. Deshaun back soon. Watson coming back soon. We've got hopefully a healthy Swift. Um, we got Devontae Adams, who is not going to score one point every week. Uh, what's his What's his name? Robinson, uh, Khalil Herbert. If If uh, but he's Montgomery got to deal with that Jamar down. Chase injury. So yeah, I mean that's kind of. The, I, you got it. You're Jamar sneaky, Chase. like Paul. You're sneaky three and five. But like you know, as you'll hear on the podcast later. You might be able to sneak in that sixth spot. It's gonna possible. Be, there's, the deck is gonna is kind of stacked against you, but like, do you would you rather tank or go for it? Like sneak into the playoffs and you know put put it in God's hands. No, I'd rather. I mean, you'd always rather sneak into the playoffs. Yep, um, that's a winner's I, I mentality right there. My uh, my my outlook would be a lot different right now if Jamar Chase wasn't injured. I'd be a lot more confident uh, mm-hmm. coming off a big win here, but. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to try to put together the best lineup we can every week and, and see what happens. So they're not putting Chase on IR. so Which means they think it's going to be less than four weeks. Let's, let's hope it's less than four weeks. And, you know, if you can squeak out a couple wins in the next couple and weeks, like, you should And, like, as much as I shit on Paul on the podcast, like, I do think he's got some, de- like, some players. But they all have to be healthy and they all have to be, like, in the perfect situations. And, like, we talked about Claire Herbert's coming about at the right time. Uh, James Robinson's found himself in a decent situation Singletary's on a great offense, like, mm-hmm. and that—that's where Paul's like struggle was. So, like, and I think I think most importantly, Mundus himself has emerged with a new. Persona. I think I think I think Paul's team does I mean, feed that off can't of Mundus. Discounted, Kyle. That, that that cannot be discounted. Yeah, it's really important. How is Mundus himself doing? And right now, I think it's unquestionable he has extremely high vibrational energy. 
I am I am so locked into Ryan Munson's Instagram right now. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably like the second or third thing I check every time I wake up. So, so here's our here's our final sign off question for you because last week we asked you about what Mundus's song when he wakes up in the morning or what he showers to, which is Fort Minor, which is 100% accurate. What should Brennan Oakley name his team? Like after what mascot from our high school? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate on that. I'm here to talk about my team. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do something to fracture the the unity that's built up here in the Mundus's last rep organization. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the words of the great Nick Saban, I'm not going to take the rat boys in here. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Brennan should should choose a, a name of interest to him. Wow, way to dodge tough questions. Fair <laughs> enough. You know what? I, I I can respect that answer, Paul. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate your time here. Enjoy the world thank series. Thank you, and Kyle, on behalf of the entire organization, thank you for placing your trust in Munson's last rep this week. Uh, it won't be the last time. Yeah, thanks for the shot, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Well, uh, always nice to hear from Paul. I guess let's just jump right into uh, I Choose You. What do you think? I'm ready for it. All right, so just like every week, me and Pat are going to pick winners in all of these matchups, and whoever gets the fewest right is going to take a shot of either Malort or Dogshit Vodka on air next week. Uh, so a little bit of a surprise this week. I have only made two picks so far, so the other three I'm making <laughs> shotgun style as we get through the matchup. So Whoa. We're uh, almost running out of Bartons, too, which means yeah. I've been drinking a lot. And yeah, I like I like to like put some disparity in there, like a little subjectiveness, like to kind of like mm-hmm. make sure there's some fun. But uh, I'm going to do something wild this week and bet against myself. Even though I am projected to win, I'm playing Boakland, and uh, I'm – Six and th- I'm six and two, and I'm feeling good about my team. But like Boakland's got some good matchups, and uh, I'll go with Boakland. So I mean, I, I just all of those questionable tags on Boakland's roster. I have a feeling a lot of those are not going to bounce his way. And uh, even though we've got a couple of red matchups on the Donnie side, I think you're probably going to squeak this one out. Yeah, and uh, I would like to say uh, I I'm back to being number one after took a one week uh sub- sabbatical what, what, what do you call it a sabbatical i took I'm a one only, week uh, i'm 32 points behind you so i'm on your tail i know i was i was i was tracking because i was like if you scored that 180 something mm-hmm. points i'm that like you were gonna it. leapfrog me but uh let's go into your matchup what do you so, think i mean I've, I've got six wins in a row i can't bet against myself no, right now so i think I'm gonna, I th- I'm gonna catch the w against honestly one of the toughest uh toughest lineups in the league yeah and i'm uh, facing the Erdmans, by and, the way and like it's kind of ironic because I'm doing the same rationale that you bet for me with, but I'm gonna go with Erdman. He has some great matchups. I'm gonna roll with him. Austin Eckler coming back. Uh, they don't have as much receiving talent because uh, they're all hurt, but uh, I think uh, Erdman's gonna be following me in second place next week. So next matchup we've got uh, Mundus versus the Heflins, and I gotta say this is a this is a toilet bowl. Oh, we got um, a new we got a new sound for it. No, I don't have it yet. Oh, <laughs> I got, I got to, don't right. worry. This I'll do it myself. New. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Mundus is coming off of a, of a sneaky W. Uh, Heflin's, there's no bot, there's no CD or Andrews. Since we just got off the phone with him, I'm going to go with Mundus. Yeah. I think Mundus, uh, the Heflin's don't have CD and the depth of running back that Mundus does. 
I'm, I hate to say it. This is the first time I roll with Paul in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to roll with him. So, you know, I, I was honestly thinking I, I can't, I can't possibly bet against Mundus in this lineup with Mark Andrews and CD lamb out. But I mean, he's got Evan Ingram who's been doing pretty well for Jacksonville. He's got a couple of guys for wide Fry receiver Bull. that well, he's, he's on by. He's on by. He's got a couple of guys in uh, at wide receiver that could fill in. So, uh, fuck it, I'm taking the Heflins in that one. We're we're going. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, season off. There. See, before we go into our next team, Mundus might be like my Penn State or my Philadelphia Eagles. I despise those teams so much, but every time I bet on them, they fuck me. Like whenever they're like <laughs> they're projected to win, they fuck me, and I think this is the the week that Mundus fucks me. So McCracken versus Joe Dennis. This is a, this is one where it's really tough to bet against the McCracken with all of the buys that are going on for the Dennises. I mean, yeah. he loses Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk, and Zeke. Uh, not that Zeke might play anyway. Um, so I think you and me are probably going to be aligned in betting yeah. for the McCracken. Yeah, and he's here. getting Travis Kelsey back. Um, yeah. I think McCracken's going to start making his playoff push to kind of solidify that fifth spot but behind like the like the workhorses behind, behind me, you, Tyler, and Brennan. Um, and his quarterback's playing well. He's got Geno, and uh, I think Tua's got a favorable matchup too, so it's going to be fun. So last but not least, uh, we've got uh, Prudence Delilah versus Nate McGrill's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. We didn't wish him a happy birthday yet, but he almost got one against you, so happy yeah. birthday again. So um, Prudence loses McCaffrey and Sutton to buy, but uh, Nate McGreal loses Dak Prescott. I mean, you don't even really need to go any farther than that, but he does also lose Schultz, Deontay Johnson, uh, Latavius Murray. Um, <laughs> so it's like... It's really, really hard to imagine Nate McGreal piecing together a W with the people he's got left on his team. I'm going with Prudence, personally. Um, now I'm starting to like feel bad for Adam, which is like a sick feeling. And uh, I wanted to pick the upset, but like you said, Deontay Johnson, Dalton Schultz, and Dak on by. And that's basically like a lot of his solidified starters. Mm-hmm. And Prudence, like he's got a good team, and he, he suffered some injuries, but there's no way that uh, unless Nate McGreal pulls something out of his ass, like a birthday cake out of his butthole we'll see yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with prudence too so we'll have we'll have three pick or two picks in common three that we're varying on so um i'm hoping you're drinking the malords because i'm tired of i'm tired of being the hero and trying to be wrong all the time so this this week it's go heflin's baby oh go bears yeah he's probably uh he's probably cursing <laughs> the, the gods right now but uh i guess we're wrapping up um, Ravens Monday Night Football against the Saints. What are you thinking? It's gonna be a good one. I mean, the Saints are kind of sneaky good. Uh, the Ravens are kind of sneaky good and sneaky bad at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm actually like, we were texting about this in the group message. Like, I'm excited for this game. I think the yeah. Ravens are gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Saints are not good, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's Monday Night Football and it's on the road, so you never know what can they happen. They do have a solid defense. They do. What is their record right now? I think they're three and five. And like I said, they're not good, but the Ravens are going to struggle with that team just because mm-hmm. it's on the road. Yep. Mark Andrews banged up. Rashad Babin's not going to play. Gus right. Edwards banged up. Rokon Smith, is he going to play? No like, way. Not, and, and we're getting Tyus Bowers. Bowser, yeah. Yeah. Like Ojabo's not back this week, though. No, right? but I just think there's a lot of material. Um, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be a nice, uh, fun week before uh, the bye week. Um, what are we doing for Monday Night Football together? Am I coming over this week? We'll circle back. Okay, I'll bring the code all over, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, all right, thanks for tuning in, folks.
I guess Migos is going to take us out. Yeah, cheers. Have a good week. So I gotta keep the rocket out. Neck water, faucet water, market birds, market. And pint stocking. Next, keep biting. Neck, wrist on hockey. Hockey, wrist on rocket. Rocky, lot of niggas copy. Huh. Name someone can stop me. No one. Bitches call me poppy. Bitch, Sachi, that's my hobby. Sachi, got it on a mallet. Pocket rocket from a rally. One off in the chamber. Ain't no need for me to cock it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Niggas get the dropping. When that Draco get the Roll up, cigar full of broccoli, cookie, no check, one off cash, nigga, I don't do deposits, uh-uh, bitches cross the border, nigga, bitches from the tropics, I'ma get that bag, nigga, ain't no doubt about it, yeah, I'ma feed my family, nigga, ain't no way around it, family, ain't gon' never let up, nigga, gossip, show my talent, show young nigga, with the ammo, walking with the hammer, talking country grammar, nigga, straight out North Atlanta, no time, young nigga, poppin' with a pocket full